This is the No Swear Gamer from YouTube and the Atari 1700 Game by Game podcast, and you are listening to the podcasting pride of the Smoky Mountains, the Two Dudes in a Nest, with your hosts, Dude Michael and Dude Justin. What's up, man? I hope you like that music we played on the way in. Oh, it's just like I'm going to hear it in my dreams. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, see, two weeks in a row, um, and we have guests to blame for both of them. Uh, by the way, uh, welcome wait, Stu, wait, wait, to the podcast. Hello. All right, go ahead, Justin. Thanks for having me here, guys. Did you say two weeks in a row? I'm sorry. That's right. We don't do weekly. My bad. Two episodes in a row. Uh, We have have guests to thank for NES games with really one song in them. So, yeah, that's great. Yep. I'm glad you you said thank. Yeah. Glad you said thank for instead of blame for this time. Yeah, well, we're... (laughs) Yeah, we're trying to be we're trying to turn over a new leaf, be a little nicer, you know. Tonight yeah. we're talking about Back to the Future on the NES. And uh we figured who better to bring on for Back to the Future than Stu, who's an expert at Back to the Future. So All right, glad to have you on, Stu. Thanks. It's I'm really glad to be here and honored to be on your show. I really like, you know, this eight bit this eight bit era is they couldn't rely on just graphics to sell games. They actually had to make games that were good and fun to play. And oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I love your show. Listening to these, listening to all these different games, and um, and Back to the Future is my favorite of all of them. <laughs> all right, nice. I, I appreciate the kind words. Always good to, uh, as a guest, to come on and just start off just tooting our horn. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like to toot to, when we toot our horn. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> you know, speaking of speaking of sound effects, I think I heard Garth Brooks is going to be on tour here pretty soon. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, sorry, I I minimized my sound. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, womp womp! I messed that one up. Yeah. <laughs> Which reminds me, real, I need. To add to the soundboard, if somebody could find me the Price is Right thing, I don't. Well, that's probably copyrighted, so never mind. But for that moment, you I could have done so? that noise, you know. Boop boop. Speaking of old game shows, I've been watching some Supermarket Sweep here lately. Nice. Um, you know, that is just the. You know, it's 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 funny because like the game shows back then, it's like. They told it's like you can clearly tell. They told the contestants like really play it up, right? You know, yeah. just like we need you just like clapping and just like really just you know we really need you to be over the top here. Ham it up, people. Ham it up as disingenuous as possible, please. <laughs> I, I, I always, as a kid, I wanted to be on Supermarket Sweep so bad. And I would go to the grocery store, you know, with, with mom and or whatever. And I would be like, come on, I can do this. Just let me have the list. You can time me and I'll go as fast as I can. Yeah. I'll get all the stuff. 
I, I kind of still do that too, I guess, when I go to the grocery store. Sometimes, every now and then I'll tell my wife, I'll be like, okay, I'm getting in the car, start the stopwatch, and let's see how, fa- how fast I can, I can do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, everybody likes to talk about how fast I'm in and out of a, of a grocery store too. And I think that, it, I think that uh, Supermarket Sweep just primed us for it. Oh, uh, you're right. Now, what would be the ultimate is if our wives would make us grocery lists that didn't tell us the items, but riddles Not to yes, try to figure exactly. the item out. Because that's how the game's played. <laughs> yeah, and right before I leave the house, she's, she's making out the list. I go put on my sweatshirt uh, with Over like my name on it. Shirt. Over some kind yeah. of collared shirt, yeah. <laughs> Am- Amber looks over, she's like, you're going to the grocery store? Yep. I'm going to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We should oh, start man. talking about this game. What do you think? Yeah, Justin, do, do you have any historical tidbits or trivia? Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Time to get out your D-pad notepads because you're about to get schooled by the doctor. All right. Not only do I have... Oh, no. Historical tidbits of trivia. I have a quiz game. Oh no, I'm gonna get my butt whooped tonight. Unless, all um, right, maybe there's some off-topic uh, questions. Hopefully, that's all, that's all I'm gonna hope for. There might be a few off-topic questions. All right, so so the rules, Stu. Uh, in case you, you, you just kind of refresher, and for everybody listening. There will be five questions. Each question has four multiple choice answers. You can buzz in by saying your name at any time if you think you know the answer. Once you buzz in, you don't hear the rest of the answers if you if you buzz in before all the answers have been read. All right. Y'all ready? Ready. Yep. All right. Here we go. Question number one. This game features one song for the most part, but it does feature... A song from the movie. Which of the following songs from the movie are in this game? Is it A, Johnny Be Good, B, Tequila, C, Shout, or D, I Want to Hold Your Hand? Like, A, Johnny Be Good. It is Johnny Be Good. There's a, uh, um, yeah, so I'm sure... Uh, Stu knew this, but there's a little side game later on where you play the guitar and he's playing Johnny Be Good. So, and that's in the movie. Same as the movie. Or at least the best 8-bit rendition of Johnny Be Good. Yeah. We can talk about that later. I don't know how (laughs) close it is to Johnny Be Good, but in spirit, Johnny Be Good. Okay. All right. All right. So this game was obviously published and released by LJN, uh, but this game was developed by a company called Beam. Beam. Where Sorry. is Beam, or where was was Beam stationed? Can you, can you spell a, Beam for me real quick? B-E-A-M. Okay, like thank you. Laser beams. Gotcha. Okay. Um, where were they stationed? Would it be A, Australia? B, Japan, C, South Korea, or D, the United States? Mike. Mike. Uh, South Korea. Nope. Boo. Stu. 
All right, Stu? I'll, I'll guess United States. Not all, not the United States. All right, Mike. it goes back to Mike. Australia. It is Australia. Yes. Yep. If you would, yep. So Beam, which was later bought by a different company, was actually um, originated in Australia. Their first game they ever created, The Hobbit. Oh, okay. Anyway. Not for the NES, though. All right. Or was it? No. No, I didn't think there was No, it game. wasn't. No. For the, what was that, for the Commodore 64? It was for the Commodore 64. All no right. bonus points, too. No bonus points. <laughs> All right, it's tied one to one. Now, this is the only question that doesn't involve anything to do with the game. John DeLorean, the creator of the DeLorean Motor Company and the DeLorean vehicle that's seen in this movie and in this game, also worked for what motor vehicle company? Was it A, Ford? B, Chrysler, C, GM, or D, Toyota? Mike. Mike? Chrysler. Not Chrysler. <sighs> Stu. Stu? GM. It was GM. That was going to be my second All guess, right. I swear. <laughs> two to one, Stu can take the commanding and definitive lead at this next question. This game had a sequel. And really, a third game, if you say that the, that the next game was Back to the Future 2 and 3 combined in one game. Who was involved with the development of the first, this game we're talking about tonight, and also involved in the development of the sequel? Was it the composer, Gavin Anderson, the producer, Andrew Davey, one of the developers, Russell Conte, or D? One of the developers, Trevor Nuridan. I don't know. Mike. <laughs> you guess. I'd, I'll, Mike. Go, I'll go with, uh, I'll go with um, C. It's not C. Do I have to guess? Yep, you're, you're up. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll guess D. I'll guess B. It's not B. A? It's not A. <laughs> So Trevor Nuridan, <laughs> Trevor Nuridan was a uh, one of the developers of this game who actually went on to be one of the only from the first to develop the, the sequel. That was going to be my third right. guess, I swear. <laughs> so still two to two to one. Okay. And we're going into the last question: Who involved with the movie? Said this was the worst video game ever. Stu. Is it? Stu? Bob Gale. Bob Gale. That's right. Oh, so Stu wins with that one. So Bob Gale, the one of the writers uh, for Back to the Future, uh, said this was the worst video game ever. But there may have been some sour grapes because they apparently took it to Bob Gale before it was released. And he... Had a lot of suggestions for things that need to be changed, and they basically said, "Nope, it's too late. We're already producing it." And uh, then he went out and said, "This is the worst game I've ever seen." Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway, so Stu takes Mike down. Congratulations, Stu. Thanks. Uh, all right, Mike. Bragging rights for you, sir. <laughs> but that's all you get. All we, right, got, Mike. we got nothing else. Do you have? A story about 
maybe time travel or something to go get this Don't game. Spoil the beans, dude. Hold on, time out. <laughs> now it's time for the thrill of eight bit discovery with Michael's quest to find the cart. Well, uh, even though Justin tried to ruin my story because I told I must have told it to him years ago or something, you know. Um, so I was uh, driving down the road one day, um, probably. Well, what was it, Justin? I, I told you the story like seven, eight years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, probably was. And uh, I was going pretty fast. All of a sudden, lightning struck my truck, and I was transported back to the fifties. Yeah, I think it was the yep. 50s. Yeah. yeah, 1955. That, <laughs> yeah. I think that was the year 1955. Yeah, yeah, that's when that's when it was. It's 1955. And uh, once I got there, um, you know, I went to the soda shop, the drugstore, or whatever, you know, and uh, they said, uh, "You can, you can, you can leave 1955 if you want, and we'll even give you this Nintendo game to take back with you because you know those existed in 1955." Uh, all you got to do is just give everybody that comes to the counter here their soda and, and or ice cream. And I was like, that's not a problem, right? Uh, so I went ahead and started doing that, except for the problem was once they started coming, uh, all of a sudden my vision got all blurry. I couldn't really see which direction they were coming from. So I was just throwing all these these sodas at them, totally missing every single, every single one of them. Uh, and I guess I guess somebody felt bad for me, and so they just they just threw me out the door, and I landed back in modern times, uh, but without the card. So then I had to go buy it. Yeah. Wow. That was All bad. right. That was, that was terrible. I, it reminded me of the story, though. Uh, well, it's a joke. Have you ever heard of the comedian Nate Bargatze? Uh. Uh-uh. He's really funny, and I was watching one of his like little bits, and he was talking about like if he went back to the future, or back to the I'm sorry, if he time traveled to the past, like nobody would even believe him. Like he would be like, you know, um, he'd see like so, like if he traveled back to 1920 and saw somebody using an old timey phone, he'd be like, you know, one day you're gonna have a phone that you can just carry around in your pocket and call people, and they'll be like. Oh yeah, well, how does that work? And he'd be like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, he was like, and then he said, they would be like, well, um, you know, who's going to be the next president? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, they wouldn't even believe I was from the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be me for sure. I'd be, I'd be close. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, no, truthfully, um, I never owned this game, and partly because of something we'll get into later, but I, I did rent this as a kid and hated it. So, and it always stuck oh. in my mind like, do not ever buy this Bury game. Very the lead there, why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't say I still hate it. I said I hated it when I rented it as a child. Okay. So, I'm okay. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. May or may not have been a spoiler. It is a spoiler, by the way. But, uh, so, so I never, I never have owned this game, but I'm guessing one of you guys probably has a story about the getting this game or having this game. Stu, what, what's what's your story about getting this game? Well, um, yeah, I, it was a bit of an accident how I got this game, but I for Christmas in 1989 I got 
two uh, wireless control NES controllers. Uh, I think they were Acclaim brand. Um, and uh, I was really excited about getting these controllers for Christmas, but uh, I didn't understand how they worked with the infrared light. Do you remember those controllers back then? Yep. You'd have I to like, point to them. I think I had some of those. Were they black? Uh, kind of, kind of look like Sega Genesis controllers. Uh, as terrible as that is to say. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I they might have had some blue in them. I can't. Uh, but I didn't realize you had to point them at the like at the sensor that you plugged into the. I just thought they were broken. Whenever you know they lose that signal, <laughs> if you'd move them, and uh, so. I, I took them back and got back to the future instead and uh, loved it ever since. And we played it. Uh, my, I've got two older sisters and uh, we played it a lot. They, they liked the game. I, for my whole childhood, I didn't even realize it was uh, a bad game. <laughs> um, we, in our, uh, I thought it was great. And then, you know, when the internet rolls around and you find out uh, it's basically the worst game of all time, that was quite a shock and surprise to me because it's always been my favorite. And uh, it's always it's always the one I go back to, you know, when I get the Nintendo out of the closet and get an itch to play the games. It's the first one I grab because um, it's just uh, it's easy to start playing. I, I think it's a, an approachable game, too. Uh, you know, you can just pick up it pick it up and start playing. Um, and maybe that's why I like it so much. Cause I, you know, it's not like Zelda where you have to put, you know, dedicate like a month to it. If you want to play yeah, it, you can true. play it for five minutes or for 40 minutes or whatever yeah. you want to. So we will argue well, I mean, that out here in a minute. <laughs> I was going to say, I, you know, I have a similar story. I guess Mike can kind of, uh, uh, empathize with this too, because, you know, Another LJN game that I loved as a kid and thought was a great game, which was Jaws. I loved playing that game. And then you realize, oh, wait, wait a minute. This game's supposed to suck. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. to- totally different perspective sometimes when you own a game as a kid and then mm-hmm. like you just have a totally different perspective because you have to play it. It's not like you have a choice mm-hmm. whether or not you can play it. You just play it, and then you eventually, it's like Stockholm Syndrome, you know? <laughs> so, not, not saying that you, that's what you've got here, Stu. I'm just, you know, I'm, I, I'm not making any diagnoses, uh, you know, but, all right. So, real quick, look, at, is this the control you had? It's blue. You're right, very blue. But uh, that's the one I had when I was a kid. You, are you seeing the picture? No, I don't, I don't see it. Uh, never, never mind. But uh, so there, it's very blue. The double play, acclaimed double mm-hmm. player. That's what I had when I was a kid. So I thought I was sharing my screen. Guess I'm not. Moving on. I saw, to- yeah, something popped up, but I wasn't able to see it. So yeah, no worries. Uh, all right, you guys I want? I think it to- had. Uh, I think it had toggle buttons for turbo for a, like a toggle button for the A and a toggle button for the B that would turn the turbo on and off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they don't really work. Mine never worked. So, just like you said, you have to point it to the perfect spot. Cool idea, not necessarily cool execution. Yeah. All right. So, you guys about ready to talk about this game? Let's uh, let's do. Yeah. It. Let's take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be back to talk about the game. 
I'm Tom Arnold, and I'm impressed that you're listening to Two Dudes at an S. Time to dig in to some good old-fashioned game discussion. Alright. Good old-fashioned game discussion. I don't know. It's the it's from the game. It's the uh <clears throat> I believe they call it the out of time noise. No. It's when you run out of time. So what about when you when you cease to exist? Yeah. In the mirror. Yeah. Or not the mirror. Uh the, the picture vanish. Just to take us off on a side note, just right off the bat. Cool. Did you guys like the movie Back to the Future? Uh, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. When I was, I, I never really watched it that much as a kid. I, really? I, I don't think I've ever. I've had, I don't think I've seen it since probably. But it's like almost. It's almost forty years old. Wow. Um, it's like as old as we are, right? It came out in eighty-five. Right. Um, Thank you for dating me, Justin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's the reason I knew the the Bob Gale trivia question. It's because this is it happens to also be my favorite movie. So, oh, well, okay. Oh, okay, yeah, I uh, and I did see it in the theater. I, I it's one of my earliest memories of going to a movie, but I remember seeing it with my cousins. That's cool. Nice, nice. I was just because I don't think I've seen it probably since probably like when I was a kid. When I was like probably like 1990, really? I would say. Yeah, I've not seen it as an adult. I've not watched it as an you adult. Should, you I, should go back and watch it. I think even if you didn't like it as a kid, I think, I think you should. have a, a better appreciation for it now. Because I've liked yeah. it more. I like it more every time I see it. I, I don't watch it frequently. I watch it maybe once every, I don't know, five years or something. I, I may catch it. Yeah. Um, but I, every time I watch it, I like it more. So I, I love Christopher Lloyd and just about anything he's in. Um, but... So yeah, I need to go back and watch it because that'd be a good one. Is it? Is it? What's it rated? It's PG or something like that, right? I think it's PG before PG thirteen existed. So I think it would probably. I think it may be PG thirteen now if it was. Yeah, it's nineteen eighty five PG, so it's got a it's got a couple couple S words in it. (laughs) Well, that's all right. Depending how depending how old the kids are, you know. Yeah. I think they can handle a couple. Yeah. Hey, funny, funny story. Um, speaking of the S word, my, my son is, he's two years old ish and he's starting to just, he's starting to pick up on words. Right. And, uh, that, that just oh, happens yeah. to be one that he's picking up on. And oh I, yeah. It's right. bad. They pick him up. They pick him. Yeah. I've, uh... I, at first I didn't know what it was and okay, this is not very good for a family friendly podcast probably, but, uh, at first I didn't know what it was. Because uh, it doesn't really sound like the S word. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds like it sounds like hit, you know, without the yeah. without, without the S on it. But it, it was the context in which he was using it was like the same that I would have accidentally used it at times around him. Where like he sp- he knocks his milk cup, like he'll knock his milk cup over and he'll say yeah. it, or he'll drop he'll drop his you know whatever his goldfish in the floor and he'll say it. And I'm like, okay, right. that's what that's what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> I've got stories. Yeah, I have all of them saying, repeating something. It's usually like, actually, not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, I was fixing, I was uh, preparing a fan in their bedroom, 
and you know got a little frustrated <laughs> a word flew out and it got repeated immediately <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like it flew out and bounced off of a rubber or something yeah right right that's funny so yeah uh and he's and you know uh i don't know which one of your daughters repeated it but you know my son is too young for me to be like that's not a good word so i just kind of have to right. let fly <laughs> you know <laughs> right but it's funny wait for it to kind of wear off yeah uh maybe if i can stop saying it around him you know <laughs> <laughs> right exactly we have to get one of those, right, one anyway. those jars or something anyways sorry that's way off topic but um uh, to follow up yeah justin go back and watch it it's totally worth it i kind of i kind of want to watch it after playing this game for some reason but yeah yeah when when well, his uh when his parents kiss uh at the end spoiler alert uh <laughs> when his parents kiss and he it and he stands back he's like disintegrating and then he comes back to life i i don't know it's my favorite probably my favorite scene in any movie I, it gives me a little tear in my eye and every time i watch it <laughs> oh yeah See, I don't even know what you're talking about because I haven't seen <laughs> seen it in so long. Man, you're going to get in trouble with all the uh, nerds out there. I mean, this is kind of a I, I, know. Know a, I know it's a popular movie, but it's kind of a nerd movie too. No offense to, I, lo- I love it too, but because of the time travel <laughs> stuff, you know. Right, right. It's got it's it's got a really neat. Uh, I don't know how accurate it it is. Of course, how accurate can a time travel movie be? But it's got a neat uh, concept of. Like hey. bam, if if you don't correct this back in in the past, then you your future will no longer exist. Sort of thing. It's a, it's a cool story. One of my favorite movies is a time travel movie, actually. Bill and Ted. Let's see if you can guess it. No, not Bill and Ted. Uh, Terminator. It's pretty good. Though. Not Terminator. Get uh, one more try. I only get one more try. Is it a popular movie? I would say cult following. Uh, is it that one weird time travel movie that that uh, those two guys accidentally invent a time machine? That's a really good movie. I can't think of the name of it right now, but uh, it's a very indie movie. But it was popular. Uh, it's not it. No, no, I can already best. tell. No, <laughs> I'm gonna no. look that up. Donnie Darko. Oh yeah. Okay. I was. My next guess was totally gonna be the time traveler's wife because I know you're a big fan of that one. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but okay. <laughs> No, I love Donnie Darko. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, Donnie Darko's cool. I guess I didn't really... Yeah. I guess I don't really think of it as a time travel movie, but it, it, yeah, it totally is. Yeah. It's too weird for me to think of it as a time travel movie for some reason. It's weird. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and it's that, spooky, that too. Oh, yeah. That, you know, right. that rabbit and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, well, one more thing. I know we need to talk about this game. All right. But I'm having, I'm enjoying avoiding talking about the game. So, um, slapper bags. You know what movie he he was ranting and raving about, and just one made me want to. He just really wanted to see it, and uh, so I sat down and watched it with him. It's supposedly a time travel movie. Run, Lola, run. I made it maybe seven minutes into the movie before I passed out asleep because it was so boring. <laughs> but John loved it. He just loved it. What? Of course. What is it? He was like. All into the he was all raving about uh, that Robin Williams movie, Rest in Peace. Um, 24 hour photo. Have you ever watched that movie? No, but I remember him ranting and raving about that one too. Awful. I couldn't <laughs> take it. I couldn't watch it. 
Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't put like, it in the top. I wouldn't put it in the top ten Robin Williams movies. I don't no. Know. I don't know. I'd have to think about how many movies Robin Williams has, and then that would be the the number of, <laughs> on his. Like if he had, if he was in, if he was in twenty eight movies, it would be number twenty eight. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, okay. So Primer is the name of that movie. It's cool. It's like an indie movie. It's about time okay. travel. Yeah. It's really, yeah, it's, 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 a good actually, one. it's really good. Yeah, you should watch it if you ever get a chance to see it, Justin. I think it's really good. I think but, it wasn't wasn't Stimpy's invention of time travel machine too? <laughs> Probably. I think it was. I think it was. I can't remember exactly what it did, but I think it was time travel. Probably was time travel. All right. Seriously, we're going to buckle down. We're going to talk about this game. All right. All right. I, I can think of no better way to talk about the game than by opening up the menu. Of course. Of course. So, uh, Stu, unless you have a copy, I'll go ahead and, and uh, do the do the honors of talking through it. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, in case anybody needs to know the story, that is in the manual, so I'll go ahead and read it. Poor Marty McFly. He's not having a very good day. First, his friend, Professor Emmett Brown, is shot by a bunch of gun-toting crazies, all because he cheated them out of a little plutonium. I mean, come on. It's just a little plutonium. What's a little plutonium? Plutonium is just floating around. But the crazies have it, and the you know, <laughs> professor steals it from them. Not the other way around, by all means. But you know. Technically, I, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, so correct me if I'm wrong, Stu. They're not just crazies. Aren't they like terrorists or something that he's stolen from? Yeah, Libyan terrorists. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. crazies, <laughs> Libyan terrorists, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They got RPGs, AK-47s. Yeah, it's pretty serious. That was always a weird part of the movie for me. I always, I don't even know why that had to be in there. I mean, I guess, I don't know. It was that was a little bit strange. Yeah, really, it really doesn't fit the vibe of the movie, but it's in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know why we needed to know why he got the plutonium or why he. I guess it's because of the whole him getting shot thing and the letter and everything. Anyways, spoilers for the movie from forty years ago. But, uh, yeah, I guess right. they had to just hammer home how hard it was to get plutonium and that there's no way you'd be able to find it in 1955. Right. Even though I'm sure in 1985 it's available on every street corner. Oh, yeah. That, that's from the movie. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, all right, sorry. <clears throat> then Marty was just barely able to escape in the professor's new sports car turned time machine. Was the Delorean? Wait, man. Was the Delorean really considered a sports car? It was. It was considered a sports car, but not a very good one because it was like it, was made it of weighed steel. like six tons. It yeah. was so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it had like a really. It, it was supposed to have like a really impressive engine. Like I said, but it gets. It was slow because it was like so heavy. Why would they make it out of steel? That doesn't make sense. Anyway, sorry, sorry. I'm not going to go off another tangent, promise. Well, clearly it was a successful plan because, you know, they're still around, driving around all over the place. Not. Yeah. All right. The problem is that this time machine propelled him back to the year 1955. To make matters worse, Marty managed to interfere with George McFly and Lorraine Baines' first meeting. They are the 50s teenagers that will someday be his parents. 
Because of Marty, they do not meet as before, which means that they will not fall in love, get married, and raise a family. That means Marty will never be born. Ooh, scary. Marty has only one hope, and that is you, turns out. Uh, somehow, you have to help him undo the damage he did when he first arrived in the past. You both have to make sure that history repeats itself and his parents fall in love at the big dance. Keep in mind, though, that Marty has made lots of enemies along among the local bullies, so getting from place to place is going to be a real challenge, and time is definitely not on your side. Okay, great. Got this story, and you got the story from from the movie. Where is that in this game? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, where is it? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. It's all the bullies that he that you've run up against, such as the girl, the hula, the hula girl. Hoop. <laughs> yeah, and the two guys carrying the invisible win- window. You know, and, uh, and the yellow me. jackets. I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking, yeah. Speaking of Yellow Jackets, I, this game gave me total flashbacks because last Friday I stepped into the Yellow Jacket nest and got stung about six oh, times. Boy. And so then I then I went to play in this game over the weekend. I was like, oh, really? Okay. The the yeah, game has Yellow Jackets in it. Yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, I'm itching and burning. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, that, I'm even. Yeah, I'm gonna. I know there, I'm going to defend it a little bit. I think the game follows the movie, uh, you know, pretty well for a game. Uh, you know, uh, it starts out, he's, you know, Marty has to run from bullies in the street, which isn't, is in the movie. Uh, then he's got to fight the bullies in the cafe, which is in the movie. Uh, then he's got to, uh, you know, stop his mom from, falling in love with him at the school, which is in the movie. So I think it kind of follows. And they, there are some things in there that aren't in the movie. Obviously you got to, you know, like you mentioned the hula hoop girls and the, you know, bowling balls are always brought up. There wasn't anything about, but at least those things were contextually uh, appropriate for 1955. And they, they were at least trying, you know, to put some stuff in there that, you know, cause bowling was really big after world war two and guys came home and, um, and, uh, you know, bowling kind of exploded in the fifties and, um, you know, hula hoop was came out was invented in the fifties, and so at least they were kind of trying. Now I don't know the, the bees kind of don't really make sense, but <laughs> all right, why Steve. those are in there? Get out of here with your facts. Stop, <laughs> <laughs> stop put, putting the foot down on all our jokes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. No, I I think I kind of agree with you. Yeah, it does follow. I mean, it's loosely following the story, but that's more than a lot of. Uh, licensed games can say yeah the story is not poor i have my qualms uh, so so the yeah. the object of the game is simple according to the manual it is based on the hit movie and it's all about time or the lack of it you have to get marty to each of four buildings in hill valley the cafe the school the dance hall and the town courthouse in order to get his parents together and you must do it before the photo of his family in the future fades away. That's the gist. I'm not going to keep reading it, but that's the gist of the game. Now, um, the way I kind of saw it, it kind of felt to me like the bill, each of the four buildings were kind of like bosses of sorts, you know, because mm-hmm. the gameplay kind of changes and, and whatnot. So I kind of felt like yeah, boss I, battles. Yeah, I always think of it as it, it has four worlds. 
with a boss in each of the four worlds and then four levels in each world. So, you know, it's got the, the 16 um, street levels and then, yeah, the four bosses. And, yeah, I've always kind of thought of it that way, too. Um, I think the manual might or, – or some people call them mini-games, you know, the bosses. But yeah, um, that's the way I always thought of it, too. Yeah, mini-games mini before mini-games were a, a major thing, right? They yeah. Weren't, they weren't mm-hmm. that big back in the day, except for maybe bonus stages or something like that. So I kind of feel like it's more like boss battles to me. That's what kind of it feels like. Uh, and another thing that kind of hammers that home is, okay, so perfect example. Uh, the, so the first four street levels, you beat those, and then you move on to arguably the worst version of Tapper I've ever played. Uh and if you lose at this game of Tapper, then you have to go back to the the previous street level and beat it again before you can try again. So it's like it's kind of, that's kind of how a boss feels like. Sometimes you lose at the boss, you don't always start back at the boss. Sometimes you have to go back through the level. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and it, it uh, you know the, the you know the game is is approachable. It, it's it's um, you pick it up and usually the first time someone plays it, they can probably get through that first level, you know, in their first game. And then maybe the first sitting they play it, they can get to that, get to that first boss in the cafe. Now it's that, that, yeah, that first time you play it, it's pretty hard <laughs> uh, throwing those shakes at the, the bullies. And, and especially if you don't know that the B button is a super shake, which will kill all the enemies on the screen at once. Uh, and you only Wait, have one nice. of them and the, <laughs> and the waitress the waitress will bring you another one about every 30 bullies or so and you don't want to shoot her because then she'll just turn around and she won't bring you the uh, another super shake um but yeah get, getting through that first boss took that's took a lot of playing over and over to kind of get that figured out and get past it that, that was a hard uh that's a hard part of the game for for a new person picking it up. Yeah, I think... And then it just gets harder from there. I kind of alluded to it in my story about the game, but I think what frustrates me the most about that cafe battle or whatever is um, just the fact that... So you can go up and down, move up and down, and each one... If you just tap the D-pad, he'll move into the correct position for the bully, which is fine as long as they're coming adjacent to each other. But a second you have to go across the, the the counter all the way to the other end or something and and knock off a bully, I could never line it up. And so I get I started I started to get the hang of it and I did actually beat it one time. And the way I did it was just to kind of count the number of bullies in the row and know how many times I had to tap the D pad to get to the correct spot. Um but that's I, that's kind of frustrating to me to have to have to do that. But you know. Like I said, that's, it's like it, it is a game of Tapper. Like if anybody's familiar with Root Beer Tapper or or Tapper, it's basically Tapper where you have to bounce back and forth between the bullies and throw shakes at them instead of Root Beer. But <laughs> in the instance of of this game versus Tapper, Tapper, there's a a table or a counter that you can slide the Root Beer down. In this game, it's just a wide open space. So I had trouble lining it up. Um, yeah. you, probably got, you probably got some good yeah, tips get- for that, though. 
Wait, yeah, those those middle, yeah, when they're in the middle, like a middle row, it's really hard to figure out which one they're on, and and I don't really have any tips for it other than I've just played it a thousand times, so I kind of have a a good feel for it. I just know which line they're on and kind of know where to go, but yeah, I don't think there's. I mean, you could maybe uh, put like a ruler on the screen or something, <laughs> tape it to the screen to try to because it's. Yeah, when they're if they're at the top or bottom, it's easy. But if they're somewhere in between, it's yeah, it's hard to get it lined up. Just draw lines on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. So then, no real. Tips. Yeah, I get a dry erase marker. Yeah. So maybe you can give me some other kind of insight into this, though, because I know Justin can. But so the. the hey, what's the, that supposed to mean? Oh, oh, sorry. I thought I thought you were gone. Okay. Okay. No. Uh, no. I'm. <laughs> That's the beauty of the AirPods. I can still, I can go get me some more water and still be in the conversation. Oh uh, yeah. How about that? Yeah, that's, I like it. I'm, we go through these AirPods more often. Um, right. So the the game. Okay. So the game says it's all about time or the lack thereof, and you have to beat these levels or whatever before your family flies away or fades away. That's all well and good. They, I know. I, I get it. But you're the, so there's. This game has, I know it's all about time, but it has how many different timers? There's a family timer. There's a timer timer. <laughs> you're collecting time. When you collect mm-hmm. time, does that do anything other than give you bonus points at the end? Or at the, the, uh, you get, yeah, you get a life for 100. Right? Okay. But well, you also don't lose life when you lose the level necessarily. So sometimes you don't. You don't always lose your life. Sometimes you lose. So, your life. It's, it's all very confusing to me. <laughs> so there's, yeah, it's, it is all about time. That's the really cool thing about this game is it's, it's, it's not like a platformer where you take damage or you can fall into a hole and die or anything like that. It's strictly time. You got to get, you got to get to the end of the level with enough time. So things slow you down along the way. If you, if you, walk into a park bench or walk into a, a, um, a trash can or get hit by a bully. It's just going to slow you down. So it's all about time and getting to the end of the level before the time runs out. In addition to that, you have to collect the clock to, um, keep your picture to give you more time for your picture of your brother and sister. So the clocks keep your brother and sister picture from fading. So you have to get enough clocks along the way and then they also give you points, which that's an, that's another thing about this game is it has um, points actually matter, um, which I always hated games growing up that points didn't mean any. Like Super Mario Brothers, points are pretty meaningless other than just bragging rights. But in this game, thirty every 30,000 points gives you an extra life. So that could be what you're, if, I don't know if you, if that could be the, uh, what you were experiencing, Michael, when you were, you mentioned, uh, that sometimes you lose a life and sometimes you, maybe you'd gotten an extra life there along the way could and be. didn't realize it when you hit 30,000. But, um, so yeah, that because points are so important in this game, because you can get extra lives there, it's actually worth something, you know, even if you don't need all the clocks, um, you know, it's good to collect as many clocks as you can shoot as many bees as you can with the bowling ball and get, um, if you jump at the end of the level, you can get up to 900 points just for jumping when oh, you reach I the end of the level. Mm. 
bit overkill and, though, uh, with the, hitting the bees with the bowling ball, though, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but it's a bit excessive. They had to put something in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, it's good to shoot. You know, you get points for shooting the bullies or shooting the hula hoop girls. Which, um, it, but it's more important to shoot those guys before they kill you because they throw like. Um, I don't know, these little blue things at you. I never really knew what they were, I, but I kind of figure they're marbles. Do you know what I'm talking about? The little yep, the I do. Mm-hmm. Hoop girls and the bullies will throw, like, blue marbles at you. So you kind of want to shoot them just so they don't hurt you later on more than just getting the points for them. But um, that was one of the things that kind of – because, again, this is a game where points matter, which I, I – you know, I, Kung Fu was that way and – but not many games. I mean, it seems like that would have been something they should have. I, I like that me- that mechanic in a game when it the points give you an extra life. But um, I, so I was always trying to get more points, figuring out ways I could get more points, and that was how I kind of stumbled upon getting the world record high score. Was um, you know I played this game so much because I love it so much. I could, I could, I got to a point where I could beat it without losing a life. I could. Um, you know, seven or eight lives, uh, by the time I get to the end of the game and, um, it, it kind of lost the fun at, for a little bit just cause it got, again, I played it so much cause I liked it, but then it kind of got too easy. So I needed a kind of another challenge and, um, saw that the high score was around uh, on recordsetter.com had the high score of about 190,000, something like that. So I was like, I can beat that. And, um, ended up getting like 290 something thousand so i beat it by like a hundred thousand yeah um we totally forgot to mention that by the way i called you an expert but i didn't mention that you uh had the record <laughs> really are an expert yeah <laughs> yeah it wasn't a joke i don't know no, about I that i wasn't joking he really yeah. is an expert <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. it, it's it's just a fortunate thing that i the that my the, my favorite game happens to be one of the least liked games in the in the world <laughs> otherwise there's no way i'd be able to you know, I wouldn't be able to get the record of a, of a good game. It just happens that the one I like is the one that no other serious gamers play. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's all right. I can still say I'm a world record holder, so that's kind of fun. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And we can say we had the world record holder on our podcast. Yeah, Equal, right. Equally <laughs> as impressive, if you ask me. I think so. <laughs> no, that's funny. I know. I I I see. There's a lot of mechanics in this game that you just don't realize at first. When you pick it up, it's it's okay. It's a it's almost like an endless runner, except for it ends each level. But it's you the, you don't move the character, or you mm-hmm. can, but he moves himself. It's kind of like a la Paperboy style, where mm-hmm. you're always moving forward, but you can speed up or slow down. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like a top down shooter game almost too, right? Yeah, a little bit. It's kind of it's kind of a combination of yeah, paper boy and a and a top down shooter. It's it's in that way. It's also kind of original. I mean, there's not really anything quite like it. Um, it it, no, it when you move up and down, it doesn't get you a better time at the end. Um, it it, it uh, because. So there's no advantage to try to get there faster by moving up to the top. So I always try to kind of stay in the middle of the screen so I can see, you know, bees that fly into the screen. You know, if you're at the top, a bee will come in, uh, come at you right from the top of the screen. And, um, Sneak attack. So, yeah, you don't really 
Yeah. And uh, so you can't really change your – the only way you can get a faster time is by, you know, getting the skateboard. So um, the skateboard really makes the levels a lot easier because you, you don't kind of – you kind of don't have to worry about time anymore. It's especially when you get into the later levels, um, like after the – when you get past the school and past the dance, those street levels get get pretty dang hard where you can you can really only get knocked down maybe once or twice. Or and that's it. Or if you get knocked down more, you're not going to make it to the end, unless you have the skateboard. The skateboard is kind of the thing that saves you at a lot of times if you if you can get it. So I did like the skateboard. The skateboard's cool. And you know, you see, mm-hmm. we've mentioned you you get knocked down, right? It takes it takes you to spend some time, I guess, crying on the ground for a minute, um, and then you get back up. So the so it start the game makes a little bit more sense um when you once you really dig into it that it's all about time your time doesn't change like you said uh, unless you have the skateboard because the screen still it's not necessarily that marty gets to the end faster it's just the camera that follows marty is always going at the same pace and yeah. it's yeah and so a good example you said you can't think of a game off the top of your head that's like it, but I can think of a game off the top of my head that's like it. If you've ever played NES Gunsmoke, um, it's more shooter-like uh-huh. than this, but it's very similar. So, where the screen is always moving, and you can move within the screen, um, but the screen's always kind of moving. It's, um, uh, well, we haven't discussed it on the show yet, but it's arguably better than Back to the Future. But it's still a, it's still a sim, similar uh, style where it's uh, the screen's always moving and you can move within the screen. Uh, it's yeah. definitely definitely I'll more shooter based. Like Back to the Future. So. Yeah, I would give it a shot. Uh-huh. You, you may like it. Maybe your new favorite game. You may have to get the high score on that one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All I right. wish I wish you could get the bowling ball. Uh, you, you know, mentioned it. Not it's not really a shooter, but. And that's, you know, I wish you could have the bowling ball all the time instead of just part of the time. That would, I think, make it a little more fun. But Yeah. Another, actually, another one just hit me. I think it was, uh, was it dude, was it Joe Copel that suggested we play? I think Adventures of Dino Ricky. I believe that game was kind of like this one, too, in that similar way where it's like a, yeah. it's, so, like yeah. a it's like a top-down scrolling shooter type of game, but you're, mm-hmm. you play as a little, a little person instead of an airplane. There's another one you can give a shot. The only difference is that they don't; those games I don't think have like the little boss mini games that this one has that breaks it up. We should talk about all of those. We talked about the cafe one quite a bit. Um, but let's talk about some of the other ones. I think uh, what's the second one? It's the school where you you basically just block the hearts from hitting you. You have a little shield and you block mm-hmm. your mom from from giving you the smooches. Yeah, giving <laughs> mom a smooch and so. Yeah, I mean, you guys probably know that. I don't. Uh, yeah, you move up and down, and and she moves up and down, and you and you catch the hearts as they as they come at you. Um, this is that's where I found out you could get the most points. That's kind of where I found a way to mine points, I guess. Um, hey, be be is, careful about giving all your secrets away, by the way. If you ever want to hold, if you want to hold on to that high <laughs> score, you want that record to stay there. Well, I, I've got a few. I've got a few secrets in my back pocket that I'll hold on to, but, uh, um, if, if anyone ever breaks it, I, I, I can, I can, I've got some more, uh, points hidden. I can, 
I can get. Right. But um, yeah, you. So what you're saying? So, you can give a better score than what you got right now. You're just holding back, <laughs> waiting on somebody else to uh, to yeah. break your yeah, record. Yeah, you know, you know how like. Like Usain Bolt, you know, he kind of, once he knows he has the world record and the 100 meter, he kind of slows down the last few steps because he, he knows he can get more money with endorsements and stuff if he can break that record two or three times mm-hmm. instead of just breaking it once. So, <laughs> gotcha. um, but, uh, yeah, Wait, you're all the money is just money? rolling in. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From LJN. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you, I knew you could get 100 points for every bully in the, in the cafe, which is good, but you can only get, if you want to say, if you want to say replay the cafe over and over, then you have to get less than 50 bullies so that you start over. Well, that's only about 5,000 points. You know, if you get say 49 bullies um, at a hundred points a piece, but at the school, you can, the counter counts one for every two hearts that you catch. So, the way to get past the school is the same thing. You got to have at least 50 points, but that's a hundred hearts, not 50. So you can get about 10,000 points at the school. If you get up to 49 and then die so that you can replay it over and over. So that's, you can get about 10,000 points at the school. And then each street level, you can get about 5,000 depending on you can get a little more if you you know if you get a few a few more bees but um that's that's 15,000 points you can get for and lose one life um so you can kind of just do that cycle over and over and every 30,000 you get a new life so you can't go on forever but you can go and do that loop for get 49 points at the school which which is about 100 hearts and then <laughs> eventually you get to your last life and you have to, um, you have to actually beat it. And, and anyway, that's how I got the high score was just kind of, that's where I mined my points uh-huh. was at the school. That's, that's some genius level, uh, gaming. Right yeah, there. I it like is. It. <laughs> well, the good thing about back to the future is it's not really that cerebral of a game. So, you know, you, you it, it lets your mind wander and think about things when you're playing. it. <laughs> that's true. I do have one question. Though, about... one... No. Uh, no, go ahead, Justin. I was just going to say that is one of the things you said about this game just being an easily accessible game or you just anybody can pick up and play it. And that's kind of how this game plays, right? It's almost kind of like a, that arcade feel where you, you can sit down and play it and you don't. There's not a long story that you're following and needing to save the game and do things like that. Yeah, I'm glad I'm I'm glad I'm getting you guys to come around to how, whoa, 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 uh, how whoa. great of a game is. <laughs> uh, yeah, we really haven't been bashing this enough, have we? Okay, hold on. I'll change gears. Hold on. I'll change gears right, right right now with a question for you, Stu. You're talking about how it's, it's, you can you can think about other you know you let your mind wander while you play this game, blah blah blah. Uh, can you do that with the sound on because? <laughs> I, five minutes in, I had to turn the sound off. Yeah, yeah. You mean you don't yeah. like hearing that over and over again? <laughs> you know, as a kid, I didn't really, I don't know, I didn't realize what bad music was, or, you know, I didn't, uh, now I just, yeah, I turn the sound off and listen to music or a podcast oh. or something. <laughs> 
Um, I guarantee but, this. This, yeah, may be the kid, only, I, this may be the only time I ever say this. By the way, so write it down. Um, <laughs> but I think hit record. Yeah, yeah, hit record. The uh, I think at least this one for this one game. It might be more enjoyable experience to listen to our podcast than the music in the game. <laughs> One of the few games where that's the case. Yeah. I'm disappointed yeah. you don't have the music playing in the background. Oh, did you, <laughs> did you want people to listen to the podcast or? Uh... <laughs> well, at least it's, well, here's the thing. What, what gets me is like the, when I first, Pop this game in. I was like, "Oh, that that song's kind of catchy. I like it." And yeah, there you go. We'll give you a taste. Just go ahead and talk. Let's see. Let's see how long this lasts. Well, no, I was just gonna. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this song's pretty good. I like this song. I had high hopes for the music for this game, and then it never changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like right here. I'm thinking. Yeah, it's oh, what... no wait. Here we go. Back to this. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, what, a 12-second loop or so? It changes and gets your hopes up, like right in here somewhere, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's like, okay, all right, cool. Here we go, here we go. Oh, this must be the remix. Oh, oh. oh this is way back. Yeah, supposedly that's that's the power of love, right? Yeah, it's the power of love. It's, yeah. Which was, I, I thought was going to be a quiz yeah. question, like, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, well, that, I was going to throw that in the quiz question about the Johnny B. Good. You know, the power of love was in the game, but I was like, is that the power of love? Because it doesn't <laughs> really sound like the power of love. Did somebody just make that up? Or uh, I mean, it's, that's I, as much the know, power of love as Johnny B. Good is in this game, though. I mean, let's be honest. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, you can make an excuse that it was a limitation of the hardware, but I, I wonder if they didn't have like the full rights to the song or something and they were like we gotta we can't make it sound too much like the, the yeah, actual song or we'll have that could to. be true i mean it, you know sometimes i mean it is often that things like this are a limitation of hardware especially when you spend all the resources on those gray streets that they have in this game <laughs> and uh right. you know all the pink hula hoop girls and pink you know all the enemy what about the oil spot <laughs> what about the oil spots Oh yeah, the forgot oh, those, man, forgot man those black old spot. Yeah, the green park they, uh, that is the same color as the grass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those streets do change. They do change colors when you get past the each um, each boss as as the day goes on, and they the, they change to yellow, then to red, then to dark gray. <laughs> oh boy, we got some we got gray and dark gray. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's just my roundabout way of saying that I also did not enjoy the graphics of this game, not in the least. Not that it's necessarily, you know, bad. I mean, they're not terrible. I've definitely played games with worse graphics. Uh, it's not like I'm struggling to play the game because of the graphics, which sometimes happens on the NES. I can still tell what I'm doing. Um, my character doesn't look much like Marty, but that's okay. What was black sleeveless shirt and jeans? <laughs> Although now he looks that, like he should be in the movie Grease. Exactly. Now I'm reading the reading the manual. Let me go back because we may have uncovered something here. Uh, Wait. What if this game was what, what if this game was originally supposed to be a game about Grease? There's a lot of John Travolta, Soda Shop, 
Oh, like uh, like Doki Doki Panic became uh, Super Mario yeah, Brothers too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now uh, they just reskinned it. That's yeah. not the. That's not what I thought we were uncovering. What I think we're uncovering here is if we go back to the story, right? Marty is the mm-hmm. one having the issue, right? But it says Marty has only one hope, and that is you. It doesn't say you are mm-hmm. playing as Marty. It says Marty's right. only hope is you. Therefore, I'm thinking this character Maybe. is a separate character from Marty. He's collecting the clocks for <laughs> Marty. Uh, in some of the in some of the some of the mini games, it kind of does look like Marty. So I'm thinking Marty's off doing his thing at the soda shop and at the school. Meanwhile, you're doing all the hard work collecting clocks for for him. You know, <laughs> just a thought and just a thought. Possibly. Yeah, you might be onto something. That would explain why it looks nothing like Marty. Speaking of uh, the clocks, you mentioned this earlier, Justin. You said uh, something about when you get to 100 clocks, it, uh, it'll, uh, it'll reset your photograph. So if your photograph is almost out, it'll, it'll reset it back to full, full power. So that comes in handy in some parts of the game if you're – especially that – those those levels that are right after the the school, which I think are the the hardest street levels, even harder than later in the game when you get past the dance, because um, those those levels after the school, you you still have to collect the clocks to keep the picture alive, and um, by the time after the dance, you don't have to worry about clocks anymore, other than just getting points because the picture your parents have already kissed by that point, so you don't have to worry about them not having you and your siblings, but mm-hmm. those levels after the school, you have to get practically every clock or it's your picture will fade. And that's really hard. And the, the AI of those bees, they know you have to go after every clock too. And they, they, um, they, their, their trajectory lines up just to where, where they know you're going to have to be to get every clock. And so I think those are the hardest street levels is, not the very last ones, but the ones right before the dance. And, um, yeah, so when you can get that reset, that 100 clocks, that really, those levels, it really comes in handy. The levels right after the school are also the ones that burned my retinas the worst. <laughs> that yeah, orange, the bright red. Or the red, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's rough. I think my favorite graphically, I think my favorite is probably the one with, like, the yellow street. The yellow and gray, I think it looks pretty good. Uh-huh. I, I can get behind that. But though, the ones right at the school, yikes. Yeah. When you're, it feels like you're on Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then eventually you're in the car, which is cool. Um, I didn't actually make it that far, so I didn't get to experience that, but I really wanted to. It looked fun. Yeah, I think I think they showed. Yeah, I think they showed that in the commercial. Like, uh, and I, I feel like I remember watching that commercial when I was a kid and thinking how cool that looked. But it's so hard to get there. Um, you know, you can't. I don't know how many kids got to that door. I mean, I did, but that's just because I'm a little bit crazy in this and actually like this game, so I played it for for hours. But. Um, yeah, I don't. They they uh, really sold. I think that's part of the reason why maybe kids, uh, you know, rented this like yourself and 
got upset because I you were you, you know you see them you see the DeLorean dodging lightning bolts on TV and then you think you get to play it and it's really hard to get to. But yeah, all of that just seems it's hard too. The concept uh, the, that level is hard. You mean? Yeah, it's that's the, the only thing just... I never. Yeah, I can. I I probably you know I can get to that level pretty easily, but I maybe only half the time will all probably less than half the time can I beat that final that final level with the DeLorean. It's really hard dodging those lightning bolts. Yeah. And you have to I like the concept of that level though because you have to before the end you have to get up to 88 miles an hour, right? And so the lightning bolts slow you down or you have to slow down to dodge them, that sort of thing. So it it does yeah. kind of change the game up all of a sudden. Um yeah. I don't know. Maybe I am coming around yeah, on this a little bit. <laughs> and you don't get any redos either if you lose to that boss. That's the. It doesn't matter how many lives you have left. If you lose at the DeLorean, the game's over and you're oh, yeah, stuck in 1955. I take it back. Wow. I'm going back to uh, not liking it again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, get... I don't know how you can even dodge those. It feels like it's just luck. You said you didn't play it, so. I, did, I didn't but... make it. I didn't make it that far. Um, the dance is pretty easy. I've always I thought it, I never had. I couldn't make it. I made it past the school boss, and then I the Mars levels. I could. I, I never could. <laughs> as, as far as I made it. Yeah, they're, those bees get ridiculous when there's five bees on the screen at once. Hey, uh, one thing that's really cool, I, and I didn't think of this until a day or two ago when I was. It just kind of popped in my head, but. Um, oh, maybe it was when I was listening to uh, your your guys' last episode, but um, there, you know, there's. I don't remember if there's any flicker uh, in this in this game. Like, uh, was so common in it, you know, game, you know, Ninja Turtles or all those games that had screen flicker. I I'm not sure why, but maybe because the sprites are spread out around the screen kind of in the horizontal and the vertical direction, you know, where in a, whereas in a, you know, ducktails or something, the sprites are kind of all on one uh, latitude. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I, I don't remember any, I don't, as much as I played it, I can't really remember any, any, any flickering sprites or anything like that. So, um, it's not sure like how pretty... they pulled that off. Cause there's, there's a lot of moving things sometimes in this game. Yeah, I think you got a pretty good, pretty good theory there as to why. Because I'm pretty sure now, I'm not an expert at NES um, hardware by any means, but I'm pretty sure a lot of that flicker happens when, like you said, all there's a line across across the screen with too many different sprites taking up that space, and so some of them have to duck duck out to make room for that the others. You know? Yeah. And so since this game has characters coming. They're like all over the screen instead of in a similar line, then it's probably it's probably a pretty good reason why. But I agree, I didn't see a lot of flicker. Mm-hmm. So I think we all agree then. It's the best game of all time. <laughs> oh. I'm, glad I'm glad I'm getting you to come around on this. All right, let's let's come around. Let's uh, let's start wrapping it up, and we'll just we'll just we'll just discuss it. Um, 
So let's do a little wrap up here. Let's uh best way to wrap it up for me is with a price. Justin, do you have the price for this game? Yeah, so the loose price it. for this game is eight dollars twenty five cents on average per per price charting. Okay. All right. I feel like I don't even have to ask you, Stu, but I'll ask you anyways. Is that worth it? Oh, yeah, definitely worth it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I would pay, I would pay, uh, I don't know, 75 bucks for this game. Yeah. Well, this is priceless to you. So <laughs> 75 bucks. Huh? That's ridiculous. $75 is ridiculous. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It is ridiculous. But, uh, you know, I'm sure there's games that uh, I would pay way more for that have nostalgia for me than most people would pay. So. But, but Stu did, uh, I mean, he was he was basically playing the new version of this game that we talked about, but which is how much would you pay for this game? Mm, that's right. He did. He just he makes just, it more interesting. He just played it. Uh, we can play it too, Justin. All right. Uh, I will say, so this game... Uh, I was when I was a kid, I hated this game, and it was because I did not understand it. I could not understand how the how the death works, the time, and all that stuff. I, none of it made sense to me. I could never figure it out, so I'd never really played it. Now, uh, playing it to in this age, um, I still don't. I'm sort of a big fan, but I don't think mm-hmm. that it deserves all the hate that it's getting from people in, no, in the world. I agree. I, I think I think there's a lot. Of, some of it's you know, angry video game dirt did a video on it, so everybody jumps on that bandwagon. Yeah. You know, they do that. <laughs> um, but this game is well, not. It's, it's, it's not a bad. It's not a bad game. I'm not. Well, I mean, it's not a good game, but it's not a terrible game. It's it's enjoyable. It, it's easy to pick up. And it does. It's not really complicated to figure out. It's tough and it's frustrating at times, especially when things don't line up like you would expect them to, which happens pretty often in the cafe or even in the street, a lot of times, you know, you'll fall down before you actually hit things. And so it's kind of, it's that, and that those sorts of things are frustrating, but all in all, I think $8 and a quarter, I would probably pay that for this game. How much more would I pay? Probably not much more. Uh, you know, I think, uh, it falls into that category of, you know, maybe I go up to 10, but, it would depend on what other games are still out there around its price range. Cause there's a lot of better games that I could probably pick up in my opinion, than um, back to the future. But I think the loose price for this is actually pretty reasonable. I think you could get $8 and 25 cents worth of enjoyment out of this game. So I'm saying I would buy it. I, I think it's worth it. Yeah. I would also add to what you were saying about people jumping on with the angry video game nerd and everybody jumps on that bandwagon. But also, you know, the LG, LJN bandwagon of every game that they make has to suck, and every game we have to make fun of it. So, right. which they do. They've made plenty of terrible games. Don't get me wrong. But uh, this, like, if you compare, like, the terribleness of, like, Friday the 13th, for example, that we've played before, like, this game's way better yeah. than that. But, you know... Definitely a lot, definitely a lot easier to pick up and, and, and play the first time. Yeah. So I would say definitely worth $8 and 25 cents. Uh, I would maybe go up to like 12. 
But not much. So not much more. Twelve, okay. yeah, 12. a little, little dozen, maybe Baker's dozen if I'm feeling froggy, you know. A little Whoa. Okay, yeah. Right. If you're sure, <laughs> this is a binding contract, so. <laughs> yep, you can't no take backs. Yeah. All right, uh, sounds good to me. All right, let's. Um, I think we should give this game some trophies. You know what this game needs? Some retrofitted trophies. All right. I've got a, I've got a couple. I don't know about you guys, Stu. I didn't, you've listened to the podcast, but I've, I maybe not forgot to mention to you that we do this, but maybe you got some anyways. Yeah, I've got a few. Okay, cool. I'll start us off then. Uh, my first one is roads. Where we're going, we don't need roads. And that is jump into the grass from the road and, and die. Which I don't even think you can do. I think you, I, I think you as you try to jump over the barrier, I think you get stopped. But, so I don't even think you can do it. But still, try to do it. Yeah, that's a good one. That that uh, that leads into one I had, which is uh, wheels. Where we're going, we don't need wheels, and that's uh, play the whole game without a skateboard. Ah, okay, I like nice. that. Uh, I've got one called the Nick of Time. And that is get the hundred uh, clock right before you disappear from the uh, uh, picture. It's a good one. All right. I've got uh, one that says, are you telling me my mother has got the hots for me? And that is beat the school (laughs) level. Nice. Um, I've got, uh, so you know how you have to get at least 50 either bullies to uh to beat um the the cafe or 50 points in the school to beat uh so i've got one called um uh sneak and a peek and that's uh where you you look up to see if you have 50 and you lose because you weren't you weren't paying attention oh no got any more justin nope i don't have any more um i don't have any more good ones so i think i'll stop there I've got a long list, but I won't go through them all other than I'll just give you one more because we never talked about, um, we never talked about this part of the game. So, uh, this award is called, uh, a perfect 300 and that's, uh, to get all the bowling pins in each level. Oh yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. There's bowling pins that, uh, I, I guess <laughs> you have to hit them with a bowling ball, right? That would make the most sense. Yeah. I never did that. <laughs> I ran into them with my skateboard a few times, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's yeah, good. they're worth five hundred points, so they're they're valuable when you're trying to trying to mine points. So, can we talk about how Marty or whoever this you're playing as um, when he dies? How he like throws a little temper tantrum, <laughs> like throws his he's like yeah. throwing his hands, like hitting the ground. Yeah, I meant to, I said that I said it looked like he was crying every time he got knocked down. Yeah, that yeah, is funny. He just he he spazzes out for a minute. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Are we good? We we got all that. Uh, you got any more? I know you got more. You got any more favorites you want to spit out? Stay or are we good? Uh, no, those were all the good ones. Okay, cool. I think we got some good ones. Um. Sometimes it's best. I had a couple more too, but sometimes it's best when you when you're on a roll and you got some good ones coming out to just let the 
let the bad ones stay on the page, you know? <laughs> yeah. I have a bad, I have a history of going ahead and reading the bad ones too. And so I'm trying to break that habit. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're like a, a director, when they, you know, edit a movie and they cut out more scenes, it ends up always being a better movie. Usually. Yeah. All right. Let's give uh, let's give this game a rating. No game is worthy until the dudes have spoken. It's time for the game rating. All right, Justin, how do you think we should rate this one? I think we should, I think you should decide because you've not seen the movie in forever, and you <laughs> probably no offense, but I'm guessing you probably made it. You didn't make it. You put the very third on the list of who made it the furthest in this game. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's say, wait, no, I mean, I was, I was getting close to Stu's world record. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> let's say, uh, type of, hmm, how about type of tennis shoe? Tennis shoe. Okay. All right. Cause the, in the movie, he does have like the Marty McFly shoes. That's right. Yeah. He's got fancy tennis shoes. Oh, they're white high yeah. tops, but yeah. <laughs> in the in the second movie, there's some really cool tennis shoes. Have you seen Have you seen any yeah. of them, Justin? Have you Have you seen? I know you've seen the first one, but it's been a while. Have you watched two or three? I don't think so. Yeah, they're all pretty good, actually. I like all of them. All right, um, so type of type of tennis shoe. Yeah. How about um. I'm going to go with K-Swiss, just some white okay. K-Swiss, um, because not pretty to look at, um, probably not even really that great of a shoe, but uh, not bad. I mean, it's not like you're putting on the Walmart, at, you know, whatever the Walmart brand is. I don't even know. I'm sure they have a brand. Walmart Jack. Basics. The Shack, Shack, Shack shoes. shoes. Yeah. So, you know, kind of middle of the road. Uh, I used to wear K-Swiss all the time, by the way, so I'm not knocking them. I like them. The only, the only reason I stopped wearing K-Swiss is because my wife said I looked like a, um, I can't even remember what she called me, but it was something that I didn't want to be. <laughs> so <laughs> they're, just, they're just kind of bland, you know, they're just white. Uh, they come in different styles. They're very comfortable. Wait, am I still talking about the game or am I still talking about shoes? Yeah, shoes. The game, <laughs> yeah. the game's kind of bland. It's not great. Not, not terrible. Um, and people give it a worse rap than it really deserves. People make fun of case with all the time, but they're really, they're pretty good shoes. All right. I'm going to go with the Chuck Taylor Converses because they're a classic and this is more of a classic style game. Uh, and then, but, uh, you know, if you, they're not like, Super supportive, so you're not going to get like it's not the best you're going to get, right? So, if you're going to go play basketball from Chuck Taylor's, you're probably going to roll an ankle. Um, Possibly. And this game is just kind of it's a classic to appreciate. It's not the best, but it is what you know, it, it can be appreciated for what it is. Okay. Hey, my brother swears by Chuck Taylor's, by the way, for weightlifting. It's, apparently, it's the best shoe. So, at least there's one application. Yes, he's still a soy boy, though. Uh, actually, no. Uh, long story, I can tell you off the podcast. Switched over. Uh, <laughs> okay. Very, very recently, but there's a there's a lot more reasonings that I'm not going to get into on the podcast. But I'll, I'll tell you after the show. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. What do you think, Stu? What type of tennis shoe? Um, I'll go with those uh, those shoes from Super Mario Brothers, the movie that Mario and Luigi wear, and we can make them jump really high. Okay. Uh, because that's a uh, uh, that's a movie that's uh, often uh, disliked and made fun of, uh, but. Those shoes would be really cool to have in real life. So, um, probably the best shoes uh, anyone could have, and this is the best game anyone could have. So, I'll go with those. <laughs> nice guys. Uh, I was embarrassingly obsessed with that movie when I was a kid. I just loved it. <laughs> in hindsight, it is a terrible movie, but I loved it as a kid for whatever reason. Uh, which you know, you mentioned going to see in a movie. You you saw Back to the Future in theaters, right? You guys remember, you know, back then, if a movie came out in theaters, you had to wait three or four years before you could watch it on video. You know, so I can remember movies coming out. I, I it felt like three or four years. I don't know if that was actually three or four years, but that's what it felt like. But I can remember movies coming out in the theater and thinking, "Man, I want to see that." Uh, guess I'll wait a few years till it comes out on video. <laughs> And probably forget about it. Yeah, I think I think that was part of the reason they played longer in the theaters too, because people would say, "Well, I, it's going to be a long time before I'll get to see this again. I better yeah. go see it, watch it again." And so, yeah, you'd go see it more than once. But and now it, you know it's going to be coming back, coming around pretty soon. So, yeah, now I you watch it before when, at the same time. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> No, I just remember, I remember movies getting re-released. Like, they would go through, like, their initial release, and then they kind of go through it. And then, instead of going the video, like, they would just get re-ran. I think they did that with Lion King. Yep. I remember that. Okay. All right. Uh, you guys want to do some feedback? I bet we don't let's have do much. It. But let's do it anyways. We we don't. We it's have time. some. It's time for D-Patter Feedback, because when you're a D-Patter, you're a D-Patter for life. Hey, I just realized, you could do a really good remix with uh, the No Swear Gamer here. It's time. It's time. It's time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's, that, that's bad. I should edit that out. I won't, but I should. Uh, you won't, but it, you should. <laughs> right. All right, you ready? So we've got on Facebook... Josh Diekman says, this game is kind of bad, but sort of in a fun way, if that makes sense. It's like they tried to do something unique and interesting, but couldn't quite get there. But it has a certain charm in all of its badness. And Aaron Hickman says, it really does fit the term cousage. So good, it's bad. Um... I don't know about that, Aaron. And I, don't, pretty, I, don't, I don't think I like that. Yeah, whatever you just said. I, I don't know where that. Where, I don't know where he's going with that. <laughs> but uh, that that's it on the Facebook. Okay. Well, we've got a few voicemails. Let's this, hear it. I'm this, excited. This first one's really confusing to me, um, but I'll play it anyways. This is probably going to be like one of the most infamous sound bites you'll ever have from Nick Stevens, but uh, this is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Like, probably top oh. 10. Top 10 Whoa. from Nick Stevens. Yeah. Wow. All right. I guess uh, 
Nick Stevens and, and Stu, you guys could be besties. It sounds like you got, you know, yeah. both in love with this game. I guarantee you Nick can't beat your high score, though. He's terrible at video games. <laughs> That's All true. Right. All right, we got, we got a couple more voicemails. Great Scott Marty. If my calculations are correct, I've sent an NES game back to the future, the year 2021, to a guy named Jay-Z NES. He has to get it to the two dudes at NES to warn them not to play this game. But the dire circumstances of it is, they have to play the game. Otherwise, our timeline will crumble as we know it. Wait, wait, Doc, are you telling me you built a time machine out of an NES? Well, the way I see it, if you're going to send stuff back to the future, you got to do it with some style. Whoa, Doc, this is heavy. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, how funny would it be? All right. Hey, okay. Alternate universe. This is the worst movie ever, and I can't even believe I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm only. I would only say it because near the end of the podcast, everybody stopped listening. But can you imagine a movie, Back to the Future, <laughs> a version of Back to the Future, where instead of getting his parents back together and Marty having to avoid his mom, he had to like, you know. <laughs> All right, that's enough. All right. That's enough out of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's late. All right. My my mind goes to weird places. Yeah. Let's go to another voicemail. By the way, truncate silence. If I if I do that edit in the podcast, it's gonna make that part really weird. So <laughs> what's up guys? This is Jay Z NES. Apparently I got the game uh Back to the Future from uh from the past or something. Somehow it came to me into my NES through, through time travel, I guess. I, I don't know. Anyway, so, yeah, Back to the Future on the NES. Not a great game, but um, I kind of I kind of like it in, in, a, in a so bad is good kind of way, maybe. I don't know. It's like one of these games where I sat down for a long time and, like, tried to beat for some reason. <laughs> I don't remember why I did this. Really, it was because I had this whole goal to beat 100 NES games. Uh, so that I could buy, like, some of the more expensive NES games like Flintstones and Little Samson. was kind of a goal I set for myself was to beat all these games that everyone's like, oh, Back to the Future, it's not even that long. But, man, was that not one of the hardest games I ever had to sit through and, and spend, you know, just, like, months trying, you know, on and off just trying to beat that game. But I finally did it at one point. Um, really, really tough game. Uh, that's the, that's the definition of Nintendo hard right there. Um, but yeah, so I, I did beat it. I mean, I like aspects of it. Uh, I don't think it's as bad as everyone says it is, but it's still not a great, uh, NES game. I know everyone complains about the music too, but if you, if you look, uh, into it, it's actually supposed to be the power of love or whatever. Um, and there's a slowed down version actually on YouTube that, that like, uh, shows that it's supposed to be the power of love and it's like once you hear that it's like okay this isn't so bad but uh yeah it's still a pretty bad game overall it's not not very great um but i don't know there's there's things i like about the game that kind of makes me so conflicted on it but you know at the end of the day yeah i i, I still think it's probably a pretty bad game um but you know it's cheap whatever like somebody might get some enjoyment out of it, but you know, good old LJ and can't can't make any good games for the most part or publish any good games. I guess that is. But anyways, uh, I'm sure you guys will have hated the game or whatnot. But we'll, we'll uh, anxious to hear your your thoughts on that. Uh, so until next time, Jay Z NES Day, keep it classic.
stick around, uh, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Jay-Z out. Thank you, Jay-Z. So it sounds like, from the feedback, that the consensus is uh, this is not really a very hated game. It sounds like most people kind of lo- no. like it. They feel maybe they feel bad right. about liking it, and they want to they want to hate <laughs> it. But uh, and I kind of feel the same way. Like, I, I want to hate it. I just don't. It, it feels like a bad game, right. but I just kind of like it in a way. It's just uh, it's weird. It's hard to describe the feelings that I have for this game. Yeah, but, like you said, they pile pile on that LGN and. Yeah, that rainbow. It's a bias. <laughs> I'm oh, going to have well. to check out that slowed down version of this, the slowed down version on YouTube. I bet I need to see that. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, I'd like That's to check a... that out too. Hmm. I was trying to think if I could put it in the podcast, but I can't, and I'm not going to try. It's too late. <laughs> All right. So. All right. You don't, you don't want Huey Lewis coming after you. That's true. It's true. Of all people, of all people in the world, Huey is definitely on the top of my list of people I want to avoid. Right. (laughs) So, and then if he gets the news after me, yikes. Oh, boy. Yeah, the news, too. All right, Justin, uh, how how can they find us? Well, the main place you can find us is join the conversation over on Facebook at the the Bit Brothers Gaming Community. Lots of discussion goes on there, lots of posts, and that's where we get all of our feedback, um, yeah, or the majority of our feedback. And then, of course, like Jay-Z, you could always call us at 775-7-RETRO-1 or 775-773-8761. And we've got all our website. Right, Stu, thanks for coming on. Yeah, oh. thanks again for... Having me. Sorry, Mike, I interrupted your... That's okay. Right. Nobody goes to the website. So Shout out. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I will say uh, one more thing. One more thing. Uh, something you should not forget about, everybody. If you want to support us and get and, and sign up for some uh, bonus content that sometimes you get, sometimes you don't, but mainly it's just about supporting the podcast... <laughs> You can go to patreon.com slash bitpros and you can you can support us there. Patreon.com slash bitpros and and that helps support the podcast, keeps keeps the keeps the boat afloat. Um and we do our best with those rewards, but by golly, they're hard. That's that's tough, man. I don't know. We're we're trying. I promise everybody will eventually at one point in somebody's lifetime, whether it's my lifetime or Justin's lifetime. Or Nick or Aaron's lifetime, somebody's lifetime. I don't know who's going to live the longest. We'll see, but uh, some somebody will get you your rewards. Promise. All right. Um, so eventually, I don't know. It's I, I feel real bad about it, but ultimately, just remember, it's supporting the podcast. It's not about the it's not about the tangible goods. Right? It's, it's not about the rewards. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Thanks everybody. And Stu, uh, I think I asked you before we started, but. If there's anything you want to shout out, if you got any businesses, things like that, feel free to shout them out. Uh, not really. I mean, I've got a uh, my Twitter is uh, Hump Day Hoopla, so I I don't post uh, Thursday through Tuesdays, um, but all other days I post. So Wednesday. 
this Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Thanks everybody for listening. And uh, yep. here comes the music for the next, next game. Bye.